to you, Rudy Poos. Don't attempt to try this at home. You didn't know I had them bars. <laughs> um, now I know Janelle. To be on this show, you have to you have to be a, a hip hop aficionado to to some extent. Now, before we get into all of the vagina SDI talk, I know that you're at East Coast because you're from Toronto. I am. And growing up, there really wasn't much of a rap scene in Toronto other than Cardinal Official. This is before Drake and OVO and and all of those guys were, were really, you know, other than Cardinal Official, I never heard anybody from Toronto. Well, you're not from Toronto. Growing up. So who's who's from Toronto? Who's like good? Claire. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Is that, is that reggae or is that actual hip hop? Because I know that I know that y'all have the bomb uh, reggae. I've been up in Carabana. Yeah, I've been gotten all sorts of trouble at, at Carabana over the years in in, in Toronto, but. Uh, the Rascals, yeah. I, I know. I'm familiar with the Rascals. Do you like Southern hip hop? Because you're in Atlanta now, so I'm sure if you're in Atlanta, bumping around Decatur or East Point <laughs> or any anywhere on 285, people are blasting music. Yes. They they play music so loud in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm on 285, and I can hear your music while I'm driving in my car. You're driving by me, and I can hear what you're playing. Like people in Atlanta is a different breed. It like is it's very a different, different. It's a different animal. But obviously, I came in with a little bit of Outcast. Are you were you an Outcast fan? Did you like Did I, you like the Southern trap? Or is that your thing? Or yeah, are you not I mean, I, I appreciated Outcast. I okay. pre- you know, um, Ludacris pre- appreciated him when I was coming up. Was some really of the, some of the new, new stuff. I don't. I have to be honest. I don't really understand what they're saying. I don't really so. understand. So is, is it like you literally don't understand the context literally. of what you're saying, or like the Southern twang? No, literally. They're they're speaking in German or yeah, or, or, or something like that. Very it's, different. I don't understand. It's it's definitely a different vibe and a different breed. I wanted to ask you. So having Janelle in on the show, brought to you by Gomo Health. What do you think about where we are with the Omicron variant? Uh, what it seems is just, and I sometimes I'll read an article and reference something I saw on CNN, but the, the information on CNN and Fox News and all of these different channels is so jaded that, I, that I'm just kind of using my own logic and common sense. Uh, pretty much everyone I know has had Omicron over the last 60 days, like since Christmas, since Thanksgiving, everyone's had it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been outbreaks here in Nashville. The school that I work with, F.H. Jenkins, has had outbreaks. All of my friends that live in D.C., they've all had it. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody seems to have had it. But not hearing the reports of people dying from it, people being hospitalized by it. More people saying, hey, I felt like crap yeah. for a week. Yeah. But after that, you know, um, I hit it with some, some orange juice and some chicken noodle soup, and I feel much better do you think that we're coming towards the back end of this pandemic and hopefully by the summer we get to where it's more of an endemic stage right. and, and we're not shutting down the, the whole world for, for COVID. We're not losing loved ones. It just becomes a part of, of natural life. I, I really hope so because I'm, I'm about tired of, you know, sheltering in place and right. being indoors. Um, Even though you did that before. I mean, that was by choice. Okay. I'm being forced. So there is a difference. Okay. Um, however, it's, it's really hard to say. Like, okay. I'm hoping that it's just endemic, but... You know, all the experts say, you know, don't bank on right. the Omicron bar- variant being the the baram- or what we what we um, think as the barometer for okay. what's happening. Just because you know there's different variants that come up all the time, so there could be something else mm. that comes up that's even more it's deadly. True. So how how do you? Because I know that you don't treat. That's not your expertise in nursing, but how fatigued are 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 nurses? I mean, oh you're, my goodness. you're in that business. I have a lot of friends that are nursing, um, that are in nursing, that are nurse practitioners, yeah. um, LPNs, RNs. 
I have friends that treat COVID yeah. directly. So they're in the they're in the ICU. Um, they've seen people die by the droves, especially some of the larger cities. You know, I talked to a nurse that said she was seeing an average of three people die a day yeah. pretty much for the last six months. Yeah. Um, that's like war stuff. Like yeah. that's like somebody going over to Afghanistan or Iraq to see that level of death. How how fatigued are the nurses? We're tired. I mean, we're tired. We're just we're tired. That's why, you know, we're kind of pushed like if y'all can help us out by doing your part, right. think about getting vaccines, sheltering in place, wear a mask, do something. Because um, a lot of my nurses, nurse friends are they're thinking about leaving the profession. So, yeah, I know people that have left the profession. Yeah. Um, and I have a friend. I have a good friend that she left early. She left in like spring of 2020. Yeah. She was in New York City mm-hmm. and she saw the first wave and elderly people just being wheeled in yep. basically corpses when they got yep. to the hospital. And she was like, bleep that. I'm going back home with my husband. Her husband made big money, yep. was a was a financial person on, on Wall Street. Her husband made money and she was like, bleep that. I'm going home. I want to stay with my kids. Yeah, it's, and she's living her best life now. She's exhausting. like, I should have done this five years ago. Right, it's exhausting. And she's probably complaining that her husband didn't make the omelet <laughs> for breakfast, uh, even though he's taking care of the family and they have a very nice she, place she to live the on the, on the, the Upper omelet. West Side of, of New York City. <laughs> but, but all jokes aside, I think... We have, you know, we have Nurse Practitioner Group, which is a sponsor of the show and a, and a company that I'm really doing a lot of work with in 2022. And just Episource, who's a sponsor, they do in-home assessments and they yeah. hire a lot of a lot of nurses. What is, when you guys are, well, mostly ladies are around each other and just kind of talking and, and bouncing ideas off of each other, is there is there an embitterment or is there anger against people that are not vaccinated or people that clearly are out. I mean, there's a difference. I'm not a guy. I run, I run PSAs on this show all the mm-hmm. time. I say that, Hey, it's your body and your choice. So I'm not that guy that wants to lay everybody down and jab them, mm-hmm. but there's a difference. I know people that aren't vaccinated that stay at home, mm-hmm. that stay with their family, right. that do their job. They right. were in 95 when they go out. That's one thing. And then I know people that are super healthy. They're doing yoga every day. They lift weights, they run, they, but then I know people that aren't vaccinated and they want to go to the Titans game and yeah. they want to go to they want to throw parties and go to clubs and and they want to they want to fly down to Miami and go to Art Basel and they want to do right. all of these things. Right. And then when they get covid and they have a scare or, you know, maybe they don't get covid or someone that they know gets covid or, or they may even lose someone from covid. They're really kind of flummoxed. I think there's a difference between the two. Yeah. I think as a society we just have to be mature. I'm not going to yeah. tell you what to do with your body, right. but I don't, I'm not a, a person that subscribes to the, your rights are absolute. Right. Meaning that you could do whatever you want. I mean, you can't, you can't yell fire in a crowded building. Right. And I don't think, I think it's irresponsible to go to these large events and get on planes and stuff, I not agree. vaccinated, not trying to wear a mask. Um, what what do people that are actually in the care business think about that? Yeah, I agree. I think we're frustrated. I think that, you know, me personally, I think that everybody has a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you kind of look at what what you, what your options are and you make the choice that's best for you right. and your family. As you However, you can't make the choice not to, to not. Well, you can make the choice to get vaccinated, but then you have to do your part by wearing right. a mask, stay at home like you right. can't have it both ways. Right. So. Um, I think that's where a lot of the frustration for healthcare professionals come in. What's the culture in, in Atlanta? Cause I remember, <laughs> I remember when I first moved back from Phoenix and this was like July of 21, we've been under national lockdown when I was driving back through Texas, like everything was closed. Um, 
you know, it's just you, you, you had, you had, I mean, literally in Phoenix, like there were tanks mm-hmm. on the highway and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you were out past 7 p.m., you get a ticket. And I saw in some of the big cities like, you know, North Jersey on the other side of New York and Philly, I saw a tank like someone. Now, you can't believe everything that you see on the ground. But like I saw a tank rolling down Gerard Avenue in, in North Philly on the ground. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. And I got to Atlanta. It was like nothing. I was yeah. I was in Atlanta. It was midnight. Everything was popping. There was a club next to the hotel I was staying at. People were dancing. Yeah. Popeye's chicken was open until yeah. two in the morning. Like it was like nothing had happened. And I was just like, it's really shows a dichotomy of what's going on from state to state. That's right. Because Georgia and Florida, they was yeah. doing their own thing. And like it's not are. like in New Jersey, that was almost like being in prison right. trying to get in New Jersey. Anything north of Baltimore and I ninety five, no dice. On the West Coast, you know, Cali is kind of tight, but there are pockets. But but mm-hmm. Georgia was the most crunk place. That I mean, Georgia is the the home of crunk. It was really crunk. Yeah. Like people were out partying like it was nineteen ninety nine. What is the culture like? Because you have a young daughter that's that's in school. Your husband yeah. is a teacher, so you have. What is the culture like as far as like sporting events and or oh, do they do they have cancellations when there's a COVID outbreak? Do they no, shut the school it's, down? It's why I don't think. So for George, I don't think there is going to be a time, at least with this administration, where they're going to close it down again. They he, the governor said, administration or, yeah, the, or yeah, the, the governor or like, the Biden administration. No, the government oh. governor because Biden didn't know where he is half the time. <laughs> I, mean, I know we're on WLDC, Serbia. Is it at Paragon Seven Studios on the on the gram? If you don't like that comment, but uh, the 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 race in Georgia. So you're saying that the governor there, yeah. he he Kemp is a governor. Yeah, Kemp? it's Kemp. Okay. And he's made it very clear that he doesn't want. Now he has to run again this year, right? Yeah, he so he's does. going against Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but he has made it very clear that he doesn't want the economy to. Close I don't want Stacey Abrams to be the governor. What? I want her. She needs. They need to hire her to. They need to give her like ten mil, and let her register people to vote in Mississippi and Louisiana and all of these southern states where there are black people that don't vote. That's true. Like she could. She could do things much bigger than being the governor of Georgia. Like yeah, she. She, she technically could be in the big chair someday but her ability to get african-americans to register and actually vote who knew that georgia could be a purple state well if black people actually vote then hey they actually might vote for the democrat ticket even though i'm not a big fan of the democrat ticket that's another discussion for whole nother discussion for 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 another day so what we're doing we're gonna cut to a break i know i've had covid twice so Mm. uh the first time i had it it was pretty bad i was about an eyelash away from going to the hospital Mm. The second time I had it, I I really only felt bad for like half a day, yeah. and was out running the the next day. But but to me, I I hope that we're at the end of the pandemic. I hope so too. But I just think my logic tells me that historically these things don't just evaporate into yeah. the ether. So I still would be on very high alert and be very careful, especially if I was elderly or had some type of, of chronic condition. Wash your hands, wear your mask. Absolutely. We'll be back more Lance Day show after these messages. You look healthy for a man who was gut shot. You reached out to a third party who engaged me in the purpose of holding your towers. That third person's word was your word, as he represented you. That's right. And I ran those East Baltimore gentlemen off. I held up my end of the agreement, at least for as long as I was physically able. You did. Your man then set up a meet at Butchie's Bar. Your man told Omar Little that I was responsible for the torture of a young boy who was close to Mr. Little's heart. Your man, in effect, sought to have me hit. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
Yo, this is your boy Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me weekdays now at 11 a.m. on WOL 95.9 FM in the DMV, brought to you by our partners at Episource, the nation's leader in healthcare analytics and strategic support for Medicare risk adjustment programs. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Okay, well, check this out. They were doing the premiere of Private Parts at Madison Square Garden. And, and as I was going to the premiere, I see Donald Trump on the corner of 31st Street and 8th Avenue by the garden. I walked over to him. I said, with excitement, hey, how you doing, Mr. Trump? He looks down at me and says, not now. I said, but my name is Flavor Flav. He said, not now. James Lewis. I said to him, yo, I'm the one that gave your son Donald the autograph in in Planet Hollywood. He said, good for you. Good for you. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios.